my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? We're in a new month. It's February, the month of love. Well, speaking of love, we are continuing in the Jesse and Becky, a love story series with season four, episode 20, entitled Fuller House. How interesting that they probably didn't know at the time that that was going to come back in a big, big way. That 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 title was going to come back in a big, big way. So, yeah. So, in this episode, which aired on February 22nd, 1991, Michelle is upset when she learns that Jesse plans to move out of the house and into Becky's apartment. Oh, there's another one here. Back from their honeymoon, Jesse and Becky are set to move Jesse's belongings into Becky's apartment. Michelle, who hadn't previously realized that Jesse would be moving, is upset by the news. Secretly, Jesse is also dismayed at the thought of moving. Becky and Danny surprise Jesse with a solution. Yes, they do. All right. This one has got a 7.9 out of 10 based on 226 ratings. It was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Leslie Ray, and David Steven Simon. All right, cool, cool. We got a little bit of trivia. This episode's title, yes, because I just said this, <laughs> would later be reused for the sequel series, Fuller House. Yeah, they didn't know it then, but uh, yeah. We also get uh, the Teddy Bear song performed by John Stamos, Bob Saget, and Dave Coulier. We got some connections here. Wizard of Oz, Jesse refers to Michelle as Munchkin. Well, on Munchkin, Ankle Biter, mainly Munchkin. Leave it to Beaver, Jesse refers to Wally and the Beave. Our very first show, a clip from this episode is shown. Yeah. And it's funny because it was like four seasons ago and it's like, ah, so much has changed in that amount of time since the first episode. So, oh, here we go. Goofs. After Jesse agrees to move back home, Becky yells for everyone to come upstairs, but the cast can be seen in the doorway waiting for their cue to come in the room. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that out. All right. Continuity. During the breakfast scene when Michelle takes a whole plate of pancakes and subsequent shots, the height of the stack changes as well as the syrup. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. All right. We got a couple user reviews. First one by Taylor Kingston, who rates this an 8 out of 10 and titles it The One Where the House Gets Fuller. I, I like that. I like that title. This was published on June 5th, or June 18th, 2015 and has a red warning spoilers. But then again, guys, if you're here listening to the podcast, you've seen all the episodes, I'm sure, probably multiple times, just like me. It reads, 
I love this episode. It's so good. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes from this season and is one of my favorites from the entire series. It makes me so sad. Michelle's face and Jesse's face when they're crying makes me want to cry. I know. I Guys, you know I'm going to get choked up. I always get choked up in this and, and I do cry. In this episode, oh my goodness. Oh. Excuse me, guys. Um, it's like eleven sixteen in the morning, and I just woke up like less than half an hour ago, and I'm still yawning. Like, stop, stop, stop. In this episode, as newlyweds just back from their honeymoon, Jesse and Becky prepare to move out and into Becky's apartment. Michelle doesn't understand what's happening and thinks she's moving as well. So she packs her stuff and is devastated to find out that she's not going anywhere. But Jesse is also very heartbroken. So with a plan from Becky and Danny, the couple decide to stay in the house with the family and live up in the attic. Whoops. What was that? No, go back to the review. Okay. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. Yes, it is. All right. Power Mandan, the ever faithful Power Mandan. Can always be counted on for a review. Gives us a 7 out of 10. Titled, Don't Go. No, that's me saying it. <laughs> February 8, 2019. So this review is almost a year old. As of this Saturday, it will be a year old. All right. Warning, spoilers. This is part of the three part transition to a new phase of the show. The two-part wedding episode is Becky becoming an official part of the family. That's right. She did become not just a, a, a family friend to the girls in a way, but also a part of this family. Yes, it, it grew by one more person. And by the time season five rolls around, it's going to grow by two more people. All right. And this is her moving in with some parts in the house. Shit shifting. I always like these transitions in the shows. Having just got back from their honeymoon in Bora Bora, Jesse is ready to pack up and move to Becky's place. Michelle understands and is heartbroken. Oh, she misunderstands. I'm sorry. Everyone in the Tanner house misses Jesse, but Michelle is the worst. I'd say Michelle hasn't the worst. The girls, DJ and Stephanie, really aren't that broken up about it. It's like, they take it in stride. Like, it was just another person leaving. But remember in season one when Jesse kind of temporarily moved out in the seven-month-itch parts one and two? And there's a thought that he may not come back? Yeah. Just think about it. Just think if he decided not to move back into the house in season one. He and Michelle would not have the relationship that they had on the show. Jesse himself is homesick too. Becky and Danny decide that them moving up in their attic would be a good pre-home and a cure for everyone missing each other. Which is funny because when Becky says, oh, for heaven's sake with the sirens already, um, you know, it's great for a couple just starting out, saving up for their first home. Which is funny because... I don't know the length of time that they actually eventually do move out of the house because we don't see that. Clearly, it's got to be sometime after season eight and, of course, 2016 when Fuller House came on the scene. So it's got to be somewhere in between that chunk of time. I can see Jesse missing his family and everyone missing Jesse, but give it time to adjust. No one... 
ever said moving out would be easy or not hurt. Jesse and Becky moving back so soon was too cheesy. Well, I guess if you want to call it that, you can call it that. I want to look up where Bora Bora is because I don't know. Bora Bora makes me think of like a tropical place like Hawaii. Bora Bora. Let's see. Uh, um, Pacific Ocean, French Republic in the Pacific Ocean, mainland, northwest of Papiti, uh, surrounded by a lagoon, uh, volcano, Mount Pahamount, uh, team. I'm probably offending somebody by trying to pronounce these names. I feel terrible, but where is it? Where is it is what I'm asking. It's on an island or something. I can't tell. Dang it. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, of course, before I get into this episode, I always like to let new listeners know, uh, tell them how much I appreciate them. I want to tell all you regular listeners, guys, I don't tell you enough how much I love that you are coming back to the show. And, and listening to it, that I'm giving you content that hopefully you're enjoying, you're laughing around along with me, you're crying with me, we're all having a good time. But thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back every week. And I also want to let you know, new listeners, I, I want to thank you. Thank you for jumping on the Tanner Train. Well, we go through this fun journey of different themes and different episodes. I also want to let you know where you can find the podcast on Facebook. Type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The All My Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Instagram is OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. On Twitter, it's OMHC Full House. If you want to send an email, audio clips, comments about your favorite episodes, favorite characters, your memories of Full House, just remember it's a clean Full House Fuller House podcast. Keep the audio clips clean. Send them to OMHC, FHFH podcast, and at gmail.com. I will put the email in the episode description. Also, <laughs> um, I really want to see if. Um, oh my goodness, now I'm fumbling. It's early in the morning, it's not even noon yet. I guess I haven't woken up. Okay. <laughs> um, if you guys, if you're liking the show, if you want to show it some love, if you want to show it some support, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review if you can. Use emojis to describe characters and episodes. And I would love to try to see if I can guess which character or which episode you're talking about. Because you know... DJ Michelle and Steph, they all got blonde hair. So, <laughs> oh, actually, today, you know what today is? Today, and I got a post on it. I got a post about it. It's Golden Retriever Day. Yes, happy Golden Retriever Day to the dog who played Comet. Or, I should say dogs who played Comet, because there's Puppy Comet. There was 10-week-old Comet, there was five months old Comet, there was Comet who was in season four through seven, there was Comet 5.0 from the eighth and final season, and of course we have the beloved Cosmo. Let's take a moment, you know, and 
offer our thoughts up today to Cosmo. Just R.I.P. to both of them. Um, the dog who played, the many dogs that played Comet that have passed, but especially the dog who played Cosmo. I believe his name was Cosmo, and it's just, I, I, I can't believe, he was just, he was so young to die and everything, and it just, or just any dog, just, it's, it's so sad when we lose our furry members of our family. You, we always know we're always usually going to outlive them, and it's still very sad. So the month of Febu February will be spent finishing up Jesse and Becky a Love Story series. Right now we are covering Fuller House. Next week will be Rock the Cradle. That's the season finale of season four where Becky finds out she's pregnant. After that, it's going to be Happy Birthday Babies Part 2 where Nikki and Alex are born. And, of course, we will finish this off with Fuller House Season 1, Episode 13, entitled Love is in the Air, where Jesse and Becky renew their wedding vows. Also, at the end of February, I will be taking a break from this podcast while I focus on things and get things in order. And I won't officially be back until May with Mother's Day-themed episodes. So you're going to get Goodbye Mr. Bear, you're going to get Slumber Party, you're going to get Matchmaker Michelle. Um, in June, for Father's Day, I'm going to be doing Where oh, Where Has My Little Girl Gone. You're also going to get High Anxiety. You're going to get I'm Not DJ. You're also going to get Daddy's Home. Danny in Charge is actually going to be saved for the Parenting 102, which I will do at some point. I will come back in April for a hot second to give you the two Rusty episodes in honor of April Fool's Day, but I won't officially be back until May. So in that time, if you guys haven't binged a lot of the other episodes and you want to, go for it. You're also going to be getting the three Valentine's Day episodes. Next week you're going to get Little Shop of Sweaters. After that, you're going to get... Uh, <laughs> um, the Heartbreak Kid, where Michelle wants to marry Steve. And then in the final season, season 8, you're going to get... Dateless in San Francisco, where Jesse basically says to Becky, like, oh, we don't need to celebrate Valentine's Day. We've been married for so long. It's like, I've been married longer than you guys, and I celebrate Valentine's Day. Ooh, this episode actually was on Valentine's Day in 1995. That is crazy. I would have been 12 at that point. I would have been 6th grade. And let me tell you, in 6th grade, Valentine's Day really wasn't... Much anything unless you had somebody at uh, 13, 12. So, one last thing. Um, April is going to be the one year anniversary of the All My Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast, and I have a giveaway. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a big surprise, but I think you're going to like it. And just so you know, unfortunately, it's only open to U.S. residents. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, look forward to that. And, all right, let's jump into this episode. And, guys, get your, girls, get your Kleenexes ready. 
Just everybody. Everybody get your Kleenexes ready because you know the waterworks are going to come and you're probably going to hear me cry. You're going to hear me choke up because just, oh, I just love Michelle and Jesse's bond. And anybody really can relate to this. Say if you've like had a family member living with you for a long period of time and they move away. And it doesn't even have to be a family member that's living with you. It could be uh, someone you're really close to and someone, you know, what if they move out of the state? I mean, Jesse's like, it's um, where I'm at is only a two minute drive. Once you can't drive and you could say that you're just right next door and that could be like the moon to the moon to Michelle. The fact that you're not going to be in that house anymore is what she can't handle. Of course, before we can delve into the episode, we get the cold open. And we're in DJ and Stephanie's room. And D- uh, Stephanie is sitting on the edge of her bed with her glasses on. Danny comes in. And he's like, honey, I uh, just got through talking to your teacher. And of course... Stephanie's, it's always the same, and it's probably even in real life, you know, when your parents got to talk to your teacher, whether it's a parent-teacher conference or something's going on that the teacher wants to discuss more with the parents. The kid is always at home, probably biting their nails, freaking out, like, oh, go, what she's going to say? Oh, my gosh, how are my parents going to react? Oh, my gosh, what's my punishment going to be? Yeah. And Danny assures her, like, honey, everything's fine. Your teacher just says you have trouble, you know, learning your fractions. And that constitutes a phone call or a visit. But then again, I mean, maybe she just, she cares about Stephanie enough to just say, um, your daughter's just struggling a little bit. Let's see how you can maybe help her at home a little more or try to break it down in a way that she can understand. And Stephanie, of course, is like, up to this point, I'd been a whiz at math. Girl, let me tell you, I can't do fractions. I, when I took a college class, I knew I was not going to do good math. Of course, when it got to fractions, I'm just, and, and Jeremy was actually sitting next to, well, not in class, but at home going over stuff. You know, even before I started the class, we were just reviewing stuff. And it's like, he showed me how to do it. And he's like, okay, now you do this next one. And I would just be sitting there blank. Like everything you just told me like a second ago, boom, out the door. I, uh, uh. But then again, I'm the same way with like division and even maybe multiplication a little bit. It's just, I, I mean, honestly, multiplication is not bad. Division is like a whole nother realm. And fractions on top of that, it's just, oh yeah, yeah. I like honestly that the teacher did feel that she needed to kind of step in and just see if there's a way to help Stephanie. And I like how this is kind of in- instituted or thrown out sporadically throughout the episode to help her. Danny sits down next to her, you know, well, on DJ's bed and says, Don't worry, honey, you got nothing to worry about. Miss Claire just gave me some great ideas to help supplement what she's teaching in class and kind of showing you here at home and giving you different examples. Kind of like break it down in a way that Stephanie can easily grasp and obtain it to her schoolwork. So that's good, you know? That way, eventually, you'll feel more like a whiz again and not a math weenie. 
So this does kind of play into the episode as Michelle comes up and she's like, they're back, they're back, they're back. As in Jesse and Becky are back from their honeymoon, they're home. The family is just like beside themselves. Like, oh my gosh, they're back. As Danny gets up and goes over to the window in the girls' room. Like, oh my gosh, they're back, they're back. And the whole family missed them. Like, oh, we missed you so much. Like, I think it was like a two-week honeymoon, which, cool. Stephanie runs into the room like, they're back, they're back. I'm going to play this clip because it's just, <laughs> I, I love how this family, it's like a family member goes away for a bit. And it's like you get this open arm, warm, everyone like is on a line to give you a hug. You have this warm, welcoming reception to come home to. Hey, Steph. I just came from my conference with your teacher. Did you have a nice visit? Honey, everything's fine. Miss Claire just told me you're having some trouble learning your fractions. I don't get it. I used to be a math whiz. Now, I'm a math weenie. You've got nothing to worry about because Miss Claire gave me some great ideas to supplement everything she's doing in school. Your entire family is going to take you on a magical journey into the exciting, wonderful world of fractions all around us. So back, so back, so back. Jesse and Rebecca are back from their honeymoon? They're back, they're back. They're back, they're back. I just said that, don't you people listen? So we come out of the intro and we're in the living room. We got Joey and DJ also rushing up to the door. And Jesse and Becky come in and Jesse's wearing a blue and black print shirt and jeans. Becky's wearing what looks like a nice silk tropical flower. Almost looks like a, a bathrobe or... um. Maybe not a bathroom, but, but it's just, it's a nice silky material, but it definitely, you could tell, like, okay, they, before they even say where they went on their honeymoon, it's like, okay, clearly they went somewhere tropical because of their bright clothes. Joey is the first one to hug Jesse because he's right there. Ah, here we go. Danny and Stephanie are coming through. Like, let me get over here. <laughs> of course, save the best for last. Michelle, and she's in the doorway. But of course, before we get Michelle, oh, Comet! Oh, Comet wants to say hey. <laughs> Comet heads over to Jesse, and Jesse's like, ah, oh, Comet, oh, dog breath, go brush, please. And Comet just zip right into the back of the kitchen. Michelle comes out from the laundry room into the li- and she's like arms outspread, like, let me at him. <laughs> I love how he takes his glasses off. Jesse does. He's like shortstop, and she's like big guy. And they hug, and it's so cute. And I'm playing this clip because it's just, oh, it's everything. It's everything. Well, we took some home videos, too. 
We figured that you would want to see every single thing that happened while you were gone last week. Start with Danny Makes Tuna Salad. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You know, Jess, I hate to say this, but if we're going to get you packed up and moved over to my apartment, you better get started. Yeah. Well, I guess now is as good a time as any, right? Packing up a room, right? Okay, let's pack up. Boy, you just got here. Michelle, I told you now that I'm married to your Aunt Becky, I'm going to live in Aunt Becky's house. We're going to miss you so much, no. Well, you guys don't have to miss me yet. Help me pack. Come on. Okay. Help me pack that one room. Aw, kiddo. Michelle, is something wrong? Of course. This is not good news. <laughs> Honey, we're still all going to be like one big happy family. Now, cheer up. It's moving day. What is moving day? Well, that's when we all put everything into boxes oh, and loaded into a big you're red truck that. and moved to my apartment. Now, doesn't now, that sound like fun? Like you want to help? All going you to your got place. it, dude. All right, babe. <laughs> <laughs> we got work to do. We're moving to Aunt Becky's house. Ooh, I love how he picks Michelle up in his arms and just covers her in face and kisses. It's so cute. So DJ asked how Bora Bora was, and of course Jesse's like, oh, beautiful, beautiful. We got the whole honeymoon on tape. And he pulls a tape out of his back pocket. That's a VHS tape. That's going to fit in the back pocket? Seriously? I don't think so. I mean, back pockets are big, but they ain't that big. Kind of makes me think of, like, Walkmans. That's why you had the clip to, like, put it on your, uh, you know, on the inside, on the outside of your jean, you know. Uh, but it's like, now think of when the portable CD player came out and kids are like trying to get like these jeans with these giant like cargo pant pockets to fit a portable CD player. Because you are not clipping that portable CD player onto your pants. No, it's going into your pants. Yeah, he pulls the tape out of his back pocket. He's like, oh, I got the whole honeymoon on tape. And, of course, Becky's got to add, well, I mean, the outdoor stuff. <laughs> like, oh, I love the raised eyebrow. And the audience like, woo! <laughs> oh, both Becky. Because Becky's standing next to Joey. And then she's, like, raising her eyebrows. And, of course, Joey's, like, raising his eyebrows. Like, yeah. <laughs> the audience loves it. Like, woo! Of course, while they've been away, Danny had to take videos of every single moment of every day for the last two weeks. There's at least 15 tapes there, so plenty. I mean, forget your blockbuster nights. You're going to just spend the next, like, week and a half to two weeks. Maybe even a month because, you know, the tapes are, what, eight hours? Yeah, there's ten tapes there. And think about that. Let's say the tapes hold eight hours each, right? That's 80 hours of, basically, Danny is starting from, like, 6 a.m. going all the way up till midnight. Every itty-bitty piece of something going on is on that tape. And Joey's like, start with Danny Makes Tuna Salad. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's a feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of, I believe it's season seven of Growing Pains, when Tracy Gold, of course, was not on the show. She was getting um, treatment for her uh, eating disorder, and Ben was taking it upon himself to film the goings-on of the Seaver family. And at first, he just was making it really dumb, but then 
Maggie's like, no, I want this to be heartfelt. I want it to look like we miss her, like we want her here. So Ben changes it, and it just so it's the end final product is really sweet. So, of course, Becky does have to break in with just um. I hate to cut this short, but if we're gonna get you packed up and moved over to my place, we gotta get going. And really, it's. He's only got a room of stuff, unless he's got stuff somewhere else, like in storage or whatever. Maybe from when he lived in an apartment. Because I'm sure he probably did live in an apartment before he came to live with uh, Danny and the girls and everything. I doubt he was, like, living in his old childhood bedroom and just coming and going at all hours. I don't think so. Not, not at 23 or 24. But here's a question. Um, I know they had a lot of stuff going on with the wedding, um, but I gotta take a little umbrage here with the fact that this might have been a little easier, maybe just by a smidge, if they just said, I mean, DJ and Stephanie know what's going on. Michelle, on the other hand, to come, for him to be gone for two weeks, come home, and then all of a sudden it's like, you've barely been here, and now you're leaving again. But this time you're leaving for good. Michelle is four years old. She's not going to understand this. And I just wish maybe they could have prepared her. Granted, it would probably either go over her head or she'd most likely forget. Or even, why is it, okay, we're back, now we got to pack everything up and move you over. It's like, why didn't you, like, start doing that? I mean, even though they weren't married, but at least that way you kind of have some of that stuff out of the way or just get, like, some stuff over there that you're not going to use. So Jesse's like, all right, well, I guess now is a good time as any. He even seems slightly not happy, but like, oh, okay, I just got to see my family. Now I'm going off to live with my wife. It's not just going to be hard on Michelle, it's going to be hard on Jesse, too. Because for four years, he's been a part of this family, and now, I mean, he's basically going from a family of six, well, seven if you include him, to a family of two. So he puts those ten tapes down in a chair. Michelle's like, where are you going? You just got here. And Jesse turns to Michelle, and he crouches down so he's at eye level. He's like, honey, I told you, you know, now that I'm married, I'm going to go live with your Aunt Becky. So it was said to her, okay, so she was given notice. But, of course, like I said, she's four. She probably did forget. Of course, DJ and Stephanie are like, oh, we're going to miss you so much. And Jesse's like, well, you, can't, you don't need to miss me for too long. I'm not, I still got to pack all my stuff, and you can help me. Everyone starts to head upstairs, except for Michelle, who, of course, has Pinky the pig. And Becky notices Michelle is not happy about this whole thing. She's like, honey, are you okay? I'm like, Becky, of course she's not okay. This is a big adjustment from going from having your uncle for four years, basically since before she could talk and walk. He's always been there. He's always been one room down the hall from her and now he's just gonna go from being there all the time to not being there and in her mind he may as well be on the moon even if it's a two minute drive to Becky's house it's still it's not where she feels that he needs to be which is in that house 
So, of course, Michelle's like, this is not good news. And I like how Becky, she slips so easily into this ant role that it's just no problem for her. I mean, she knows you know, how to speak to Michelle like she's a big girl and that she can understand those things. Sadly, though, in the way of how she's bringing this to Michelle, she's painting this picture of, honey, we're still going to be a big, happy family. She tells Michelle that it's moving day. Michelle's like, what is moving day? And Becky's like, well, we pack all our stuff in the boxes, put it in a big truck. A big truck? He's got one room of stuff. Unless he's got more. I don't know. But, gosh, you know that jukebox is going to be heavy as heck. Whew. He basically paints a picture that all of them are going to Aunt Becky's house. And Michelle, of course, being for misunderstandings, like, come on, Pinky, we're going to move to Aunt Becky's house. So now she's all cheered up and happy, but for the wrong reasons. So now we go to DJ and Stephanie's room. Stephanie is still trying to figure out these fractions and how to break them down. And Joey's like, hey, how's it going with your homework? And of course, Stephanie's like, it's going horrible. I'm going to be stuck in the third grade forever. She's like, I'll be the only hundred-year-old lady carrying a Barbie lunchbox. Joey, of course, is like, you know, Steph, you were putting way too much pressure on yourself. Well, I'm gonna get it as a kid. It feels like if you can't master this one thing, that it's gonna hold you back from being able to go forward in life. If I don't pass this one section of schooling, I'm gonna be held back. I'm not gonna be able to go to the next grade. Plus, it's got to be frustrating because so far everything's come pretty decently. She hasn't had to struggle too, too much. But the fractions is just like a big old stop sign. Like, stop, stop, go no further. I'm sorry, you're stuck here. Joey, of course, has a cupcake, which is pretty much like a ding-dong. And he's like, oh, here we go. Because he's got a knife. He's like, here, look, half... We'll cut it in half. There's one cupcake. There's two of us. I'll cut it in half. It's like, good idea. I don't want to look at one more fraction. But of course, Joey is going to use this as a teachable lesson. So he cuts it in half. He's like, oh my goodness, look. There's one half for you and one half for me. And she's like, what? That's not a cupcake. That's a fraction. And he's like, stop. I can't help it. Fractions are everywhere. Oh, he's like... Alright, suppose I take those two halves and cut those in half. What'll we have? Like, what do you call the pieces? And Stephanie's like, dessert? And of course, Kimmy and DJ are right there. Like, ooh, don't mind if I do. And Joey's like, okay, next time I'm using liver. Ew! Liver! Gross! Oh, anyone that likes liver. Hey, Steph. How's it going with your fractions? It's hopeless. I'll be stuck in third grade forever. I'll be the only hundred-year-old lady carrying a Barbie lunchbox. <laughs> Steph, you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. Why don't we take a little cupcake break? Good idea. I don't want to look at one more fraction. Okay, I'm with you. Well, let's see. There's two of us and one whole cupcake. So I guess I'll just cut it into two equal pieces. Oh my goodness, look. There's one half for you and one half for me. Hey, that's not a cupcake, that's a fraction. Steph, I can't help it. 
fractions are everywhere. Now, suppose I cut those two halves in half. What do you call the pieces? Dessert. Thanks. Don't mind if I do. Next time I give a math lesson, I'm using liver. So, Squirt, when are you moving into Jesse's old room? I don't know. But I'm in the mood. Well, you don't have to move if you don't want to. Thank you very much. We'll move for you. Kimmy, grab an end. So Joey leaves, and of course DJ wants to know, like, hey Steph, when are you getting out of what's going to be my room and back into your old room, which is currently Uncle Jesse's room for a short period longer? And of course Stephanie's like, oh well, I don't know when I'm in the mood, and she's laying on her bed, and of course. Like, oh, you don't have to move if you don't want to, Steph. We'll move for you. And she's like, Kimmy, grab an end. And they're pulling the bed. Like, I find it hard to believe that it's that easy to pull a a mattress with a box spring. But how many times has Stephanie's bed moved, like, into Michelle's room? I'd say, or how many times has Michelle's crib moved across the hall? Yeah, I can't even remember. So now we cut over across the hall to Michelle's room and she is packing what she can in this giant suitcase that looks like it could fit her. Well, actually, she could fit into it. (laughs) Oh, I like how she's like singing like, it's moving day, it's moving day, hey baby, hey. And then just the like, I should be on the radio. (laughs) She's like contemplating it while she tries to shut the suitcase. We have Comet on the bed just hanging out, her pencil bed. I love her pencil bed, it's so cool. She pretty much just looks like she's got stuffed animals in her suitcase. I doubt she thought to pack any clothes. Like, I'll just wear what I'm wearing. So, she's like, hmm, hmm, I can't close this. Hey, Comet, come over here and help me out. Help me close this. Comet goes over and, of course, puts his full body weight on it. And Michelle's like, I need a bigger dog. Like, no, sweetie, you got your stuffed animals, like, pouring out of the sides. You can't exactly shut it. There's too much stuff in there. Oh, they got Jesse's room all dismantled pretty quickly. And Joey is holding a cardboard box that says fragile. And it's really heavy. He's like, what do you have in here? Jesse's like, my hair supplies. Put them in the passenger seat and buckle them in tightly. Basically, if you even want to call that, like, carry-on luggage if this were a plane. I love what Joey's, like, doing the, like, head bobby thing, like, like, what do you binge? <laughs> Problem. <laughs> I'm gonna play this. It's so funny. <laughs> and I do want to play it through as Danny and Jesse are kind of saying goodbye. Just, Danny can't believe it's been four years. You know, you're only gonna help out for, like, a month or so, and it's been four years. Wow. And we get a flashback to the pilot episode. Real quick, I want to jump back to Michelle's room. So Comet is on her the suitcase, just the top half of him. And she's like pressing down on his spine. Like, sweetie, don't do that. You're going to hurt your dog. This thing's heavy. What the heck do you have in here? My hair supplies. <laughs> Put them in the front seat and belt them in. <laughs> What do you bench? Problem? <laughs> well, that's the last of it. You know, Jess, I always knew you'd be moving out someday. I, I just can't believe that day's finally here. Uh, 
no sense getting sentimental over this whole thing. Oh, my little pink bunny. <laughs> Remember when your room was totally covered with Stephanie's pink bunnies? Yeah. I'll never forget the day I moved in here. Nice, huh? <laughs> Roomy? <laughs> Not overly masculine? Golly, it's swell. You know what look great over here by the window? Barbie's dream house. We've got one. Look, Jesse, I just want you to know that having you and Joey here really means a lot to me. Just knowing somebody's here who cares about the girls. You know, they're so happy you're here. Oh, God bless you. You're hugging me in a room with pink bunnies. I'm sorry. I, I'm an emotional guy. It's all right. Okay, let's face it. I'm a lean, mean, hugging machine. Okay. Danny. Listen, uh, Pam was my big sister. And I loved her very much. And I love your kids. And I'm happy to do what I can. Now you're hugging me again. Now listen, you and me will sit down, we'll set aside a special time for hugging, but not now. Okay, that's gonna be good. Oh great, I live in Webster's room. That's amazing. Thought I was gonna move in here for two weeks, I ended up staying four years. Well, things sure have changed though. When you first came here, you were a wild motorcycle-riding, Elvis-obsessed rock and roller. Now? Well, your hair's a little shorter in the back. <laughs> Jess, uh, in case I haven't told you enough lately, thanks a lot for helping me all this time. Oh, what the heck? Just this one time. <laughs> <laughs> Get caught. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Pink. Let's go, people. Michelle. Did you hear we're moving to Aunt Becky's? Sweetie, uh, I think you got things a little mixed up. You're not going anywhere. Uncle Jesse is the one who's leaving. But we're supposed to be a big, happy family. She's really having nice. trouble with this. Yeah. Go try to explain to her why I'm leaving. Just noticed that Joey had whether this is like a back support belt or something. What is he wearing? Some type of gloves? What is that? Maybe that thing was really heavy, and maybe he just needed some like fingerless gloves to get like the proper grip on a. Cardboard box. I don't think that thing has anything in it, though. I'm wearing guest jeans? I noticed a little upside-down triangle. So Danny's like, look, Jess, I, I knew that you'd be moving out someday. I just never figured <laughs> that day would finally come. Of course, Jesse's like, oh, we don't need to get sentimental. But then, of course, here we have one of the pink bunnies that has been framed. Back when he originally moved into Stephanie's room, the room was filled with pink bunnies on the wall. And now we move into the flashback. Danny walks in. Season one, Danny and Jesse here. 
And he's like, hey, isn't this pretty nice? Because you see uh, uh, Stephanie's bed that doesn't have a comforter on it or anything. It just has, like, a fitted pink sheet and pillow. But you see the bed skirt that's got, like, the bunny rabbit, like, Peter Rabbit and different characters. You also see a little baby stroller in the back behind Danny to the right of the closet. And you see the little table and chairs that would come back later on. Like, it'd be, like, in the kitchen, and Michelle's making that inside-out peanut butter and jelly sandwich for Stephanie in the uh, Mr. Egghead episode. Or, like, in the Honey, I Broke the House, Michelle had, like, a little stuffed animal and that little doctor kid over there by that, on that little table. So, it gets used throughout the show. Danny's like, oh, it's roomy, not overly masculine, as uh, Jesse is, like, doing, like, a a look at the pink bunnies that are on the wall. There's also a, a pair of, like, little ballet slipper Almost like a little uh, porcelain ballet slipper thing just above the nightlight. I mean, the light to the room. I'm sorry. Of course, Jesse isn't really happy about this. This is more of an obligation to him because, you know, he wants to help out his big sister. And he's like, oh, golly, it's swell. Stephanie even has a couple ballet posters above her bed. Oh, I see. There's the little... um, pillow sham thing on the on the bot on the uh, nightstand that's got the Peter Rabbit characters. So Jesse is just like making digs at the room because it's overly girly. You don't go nice right here by this little nook window. Barbie's dream house. And I like how Danny's like, yeah we've got one. <laughs> like I can put it in here if you want. <laughs> and Jesse just throws his hands up like huh yeah of course you do because you have three girls here. So Jesse opens his duffel bag that's got some clothes in there, and Danny is like practically right up in Jesse's personal space. Like, you know, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you're here. Just knowing that someone's here that cares about the girls, as opposed to like an au pair where it's a job and the person's being paid. Not that that person wouldn't care about the children over time, but. Just that it's a family member that the girls are familiar with instead of a complete stranger. So Danny, of course, hugs Jesse, and Jesse's all like, please don't. You're hugging me in a room filled with pink bunnies. And Danny immediately's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just, a, I like to hug a lot. Let's face it, I'm a lean, mean, fighting, a lean, mean hugging machine. And I like how Jesse's like, look, as he puts both hands on Danny's shoulders and says, look, Pam was my big sister and I'm willing to help her out and help you out for the girls. But I, I, I can't handle this, this hugging and stuff like that. So we'll set aside a personal time when you want to hug and I want to hug. But we're not doing that right now because he takes his clothes, uh, a few shirts over to the closet, opens it up. We see that the bar is set like maybe two to three feet off the floor of the closet. And Jesse's like, great, I live in Webster's room. Like, no, you're going to be living in the room that a four-year-old is in. It's funny because in present day 1991, Michelle is the age that Stephanie was in the first season. And Jesse does when he is talking to Danny, like looking him in the eyes, looking him in the face, saying, you know, Pam was my big sister. 
and I loved her very much, and I love your girls very much, and I'm willing to do what I can. Jesse's like, yeah, it's amazing. Four years. I mean, I thought I was gonna be live, staying here just for a couple weeks to help you out, and it ended up being four years. And Danny's like, yeah, I mean, things sure have changed. When you moved in here, you were a wild motorcycle, leather-wearing musician. I mean, and look at you now, I mean, you're pretty much, like, basically you're still the same, but your hair is shorter in the back. I like how Jesse's like, you know what, for old time, why don't I, basically, why don't I give you a hug? And Danny's like, I really appreciate what you've done over the last four years. And it's just, it's, it's sweet and it's funny, of course, the one time Jesse goes to hug Danny, <laughs> the family is in <laughs> the doorway like aww of course we see Michelle I don't know how she got she must have realized like the way to close the suitcase is to take these stuffed animals out of here because she's got it close she's lugging it down the hall to Jesse's room like alright unpack let's go people and Danny's like honey what are you doing like, she's like, we're all moving to Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky's place. And Danny's like, honey, we're not all moving. Jesse's the only one that's leaving. And Michelle is just like, yeah, but we're supposed to be a big, happy family. And she leaves. And it's like, Danny's like, I can't believe that she just isn't getting this. That you're... So, of course, Jesse, we've all known over the four seasons, Jesse and Michelle are known for their famous Uncle Denise chats. Or Uncle the Munchkin chats. And this is going to be difficult. Because I think it hasn't fully hit Jesse. Honestly, it's not going to hit him until he's actually there in Becky's place. And living there with her. But... He's got to come to the realization as well when he's talking Michelle through this. Like, they're both trying to grapple with this big life change for both of them. So Jesse heads into Michelle's room. Of course, he's carrying the framed picture of the pink rabbit. And he kneels down to her because she's on her bed. He's like, all right, Michelle, I think it's time for one of our world-famous talks, Amanda Munchkin. And she just looks at him and is like, why are you leaving me? And he touches her face so tenderly and just says, oh, honey, I'm not leaving you. It's just I'm married now and I need to live with my wife. And he kind of jokes, like, it's kind of tradition. And it's like, dude, I don't think I'd be making jokes. She's really broken up. But then again, I think maybe making jokes is just his way of also dealing with this, too. Because we're going to realize, like, it's not just affecting her... We're going to see later, and also at the end of the scene, that it he's broken up about it as well. He promised her, sure, like, I'm going to be over here all the time. I mean, working with Joey, and I'm just like a ten minute walk from here. And think about it, ten minutes, I mean, to you and me is like, oh, that ain't bad. But to a four-year-old, two minutes by car and three seconds by jet, it... She doesn't understand that concept, Jesse. All she knows is you're not going to be living under the same roof as she is, and you're not going to be just down the hall from her. 
And you think about four years is pretty much makes up this little girl's whole life. There's never been a moment that she hasn't been with him. Granted, I mean, he did go away for what, like a weekend in season one, but she was like nine months old. She didn't know that. So she asked him, are you still going to sing me the teddy bear song? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, not every night. I mean, your dad and Joey are here. And she just looks at him and he's like, yeah, I, I know. That's that's not good enough. I'll, I'll tape it for you. It just reminds me of, I know this isn't the same thing, but when I was 11, my sister had moved out. And she actually came to my school to tell me she was leaving home. And I remember the one thing I asked. <laughs> I was like, oh, can I have your bo the, the bodyguard soundtrack? So I remember one day later on, like the spring or something, she shows up. We like had like a little field trip somewhere at a park or whatever. And you know how little, the cassettes back in the day, like didn't, some of them were just like with a couple songs on it. That's basically what she gave me. She didn't give me, like, her cassette soundtrack of The Bodyguard, but it's just weird that that was the one thing, because she took me into a room at school, and we just kind of sat down and talked and everything like that, and I'm 11, and she's, like, 17. So, I mean, I understood. I mean, I probably was a little broken up about it, but it's like, I just remember the one thing, like, oh, can I have your Bodyguard soundtrack? <laughs> Uh, yeah, when Jesse's like, oh, your daddy and Joey will sing the song for you. And they sing, and Michelle's just like, really? <laughs> just a little look on her face. Like, that's not, that's a poor substitute. You know, if you, if you think about it this way, like, think that Jesse's like Elvin, and then you got Danny as Simon, and then, of course, Joey is Theodore. Like, Simon is the best, or... Sorry, Alvin. No, Alvin is the best. And then you got your backups, Simon and Theodore. That's kind of what Danny and Joey are. And she says, I'm going to miss you. Oh, God, now I'm getting choked up. And she slides off the bed and kisses him on the nose. And you hear that music come in there at just the right moment. Like, it's, it's tugging at your heartstrings. It really is. And he's like, oh, I'm going to miss you too, pal. And he's getting choked up himself. He's like, you know what? We need to put on her. We need to be really brave, all right? We need to put on her bravest face. Can you do that for me? He's like, can you smile for me? And he's just basically telling her, like, you know, this is hard for both of us, but we gotta be, we gotta be brave. We gotta, we gotta keep it inside. Of course, he's like, all right, now that we got this bravery thing going on, I want you to give me the biggest, most giantest hug in the world. And they hug, and it's just, oh, it's so sweet and sad. So he sits down on her bed, puts her on his lap, and of course, she pulls Pinky the pig and gives it to Uncle Jesse. And Jesse's like, you're pig, are you sure? And she's like, I'm sure. He's like, all right, and then of course he grabs the uh, mm, the framed photograph of that pink bunny because Michelle just once Jesse changed the room and Stephanie Stephanie at first in the pile like, oh, you're gonna like put stuff over the pink bunnies that my mom made just for me. So when he did redo the room, he happened to save 
you know, just one that he had framed. And so he's like, oh, it doesn't matter to me anymore. But Michelle's like, oh, I miss the pink bunnies. So, of course, this is going to be a little thing that he gives to Michelle. So he says, this is my pink bunny picture. I'm giving it to you. You can put it on the wall. And whenever you look at it, you can think of me. And she gives him a thumbs up. Like, you got it, dude. So he gives her one last kiss goodbye and sets her on the bed and gets up and says, Goodbye, Michelle. And you see the tear rolling down her face. And she says, Goodbye, Uncle Jesse. It's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And he walks out of the room and he's just on the in the hallway just outside the door and you see a tear come down. It's like, oh my gosh. Why does it seem like like this was one of the big, big moments part before we get to any of the I'm trying to think if there are any real big heartfelt I'm leaving, I'm going away or just something big full house sad, sad moment that was before this one and I'm trying to think and I can't I don't know why nothing's coming to me but I'm gonna play this clip because I know I cannot do the scene justice but it's just oh my goodness one thing I could probably compare it to is when um a friend of mine moved out of state and we had been really good friends for a long time and just the idea that you know he not that he would be moving you know to another town, down the road, whatever. But just that he just would not be in the state anymore. And that was really hard for me. But here's the clip. Michelle, I think it's time for one of our world-famous talks. Amanda Munchkin. Why are you leaving me? Darling, I'm not leaving you. It's just that I'm married now and I have to live with my wife. It's kind of a tradition. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll be over here all the time, I promise. And I'm going to be working with Joey. And I, I'm just a 10-minute walk from here. Two minutes by car. Three seconds by jet. Are you still going to sing the teddy bear song? No, not, not every night. But, but your daddy and Joey, they'll sing a song for you. And they sing... I'll tape it for you. <laughs> Michelle. Hi, Uncle Jesse. 
Alright, looks like it's nighttime or dusk, and we move over to Becky's place. Jesse is using a little dolly to wheel in all of his stuff in cardboard boxes. Jesse's like, that's it, that's the last load. I am not carrying one more thing into this house. And of course, Be Becky's in the doorway like, Jess, like... The whole, you know, carry the wife over the threshold. No, Jeremy did not do that to me. As much as he's like, I want to try to pick you. Please don't pick me up. You will hurt yourself. Maybe if I still weighed the same weight that I did when we met back when I was like 21. But I don't. So, <laughs> yeah. One day. One day I'll lose the weight. And then that way. <laughs> By then, <laughs> he won't be able to. She's like, bride, threshold. He's like, oh, yeah. I love how he brings the dolly over. Like, okay, hop on. <laughs> she's like, come on. And she's like, yes, come on. He's like, I'm kidding. It's a little newlywed humor. Aww. And he lifts her up. And he's like, yep. And they kiss. And it's adorable. They're both wearing jeans. And he plops her right on her couch. Becky's got like a glass desk. Over by, uh, in the corner over there. That's probably where she does all her wake-up San Francisco stuff. Pays her bills. Oh, there's also pictures of her and Jesse up on the wall. So, this is probably the second time we've actually seen the inside of Becky's apartment. The first time would have been back when, season three, with Honey, I Broke the House. And you can definitely tell that the said decorators definitely did their job to make it look like definitely a lot of girly stuff because, you know, she's a girl and she does point that out to Jesse as he kind of takes in, finally sits down and takes in the room. Like, there's a lot of, like, girly stuff, girly figurines and this and that. Like, we need to, like, uh, mix things up and add, you know, some of my stuff. He says something like a Naga hide type something or other. It's like, if you looked at our place, you could definitely tell that a married couple lives there. Or lives here. Jeremy's got his Super Mario posters. He's got his games. I got my Funko Pops. Um, what do I have that's kind of girly? Stuffed animals upstairs. My Disney character stuffed animals. Um, I have little figurines. Stuff like that. So It's a nice even blend. Jesse is wearing those snakeskin boots, and Becky kind of sits on the couch next to Jesse and just is like, wow, this is it, our first night in our, as man and wife in our home and everything. And it's just, Jesse's still trying to absorb this, because if you think about it, if you go from living in a house with six people to moving into... A house with you know you and just one other person you definitely probably gonna try to get used to the quiet like you're used to a lot of activity going on and a lot of people running around and just a lot of noise and everything and it's just like wow the silence is almost deafening it's hard to adjust because there's always something going on but now that he's now a party of two with his wife it's an adjustment well, his routine, and he even says, you know what I'd be doing if I were home right now? And she looks at him, she's like, honey, you are home. 
And he's like, oh, I, I mean, my old home. I'd be putting my shell to bed right about now. And he starts singing the teddy bear song. So he is definitely missing that routine and his time with Michelle. And it's like they haven't even been in that her place a whole day yet. And already he's feeling that homesickness. Yeah, Jesse is like, I think the motif is a little on the girly side, if you will. And Becky's like, well, I am a girl. And, I mean, she's got this little white frou-frou-looking sharpace stuffed dog on the end table underneath she's got this what looks like a ceramic looking sheep dog which i would i would love to have that in my home becky can i have that i can't oh okay maybe it'll find its way into the apartment when they move into it maybe not she's also got a couple dolls one of which is dressed in a red dress with like a white colored bib and it makes me think of the episode where Michelle has a doll named baby love button it's kind of the same you know blonde hair red dress thing so maybe that's the same doll they used for that and that but she's also got some knickknacks as Jesse's got one in his hand oh it's a little bunny wearing a little frilly pink tutu it's a little ceramic bunny it's like oh that's kind of cute <laughs> And, of course, he doesn't say anything about the little greenhouse thing she's got going in the back there. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, so I wanted to find out what Nagahide is. He wants to, like, put Nagahide on the couch or replace a couch with a Nagahide couch. So Nagahide is an American brand of artificial leather. Nagahide is a composite knit fabric back in expanded polyvinyl chloride plastic coating. Okay, we don't need to hear about that. Let's see. Name first used as a trademark in 1936. Comes from the name of Naugatuck, Connecticut, where it was first produced. It is now manufactured in Salton, Wisconsin. Uses. Primary use in upholstery. Very durable. Can be easily maintained by wiping with a damp sponge or cloth. Being a synthetic product, it is Supplied in long rolls, allowing large sections of furniture to be covered. Okay, so he basically just wants to take and put Nagahide uh, covering on that couch. Because it does have a little bit of a... It's a, a, blue, a light blue couch with, like, little teensy-weensy, like, flowers mixed into the fabric pattern. Um, let's see. Nagahide, a G.I. Joe character. Okay, didn't know that. Green Nagahide, a 2011 album by Primus. Alright, that's interesting. So now I know what Nagahide looks like. Actually, you know what? Maybe it'll give me a picture of an image. Show me what Nagahide looks like. Nagahide. Is that a picture? Yes, I don't want Wikipedia. Oh, you stupid thing. Whatever, I let's move on from this. So, Becky distracts Jesse, like, honey, sit down. Let's just bask in, in the love and the glory of being able to say we're finally moved in. I mean, they got all those boxes to unpack. But even so, let's just sit here and just take it all in. Just soak up the newlywed feel that we're here, we're in a home, together, husband and wife, all that good stuff. So he does, and he leans back against the couch with Becky, 
And that's where he starts reminiscing about, well, you know what I'd be doing if I were home right now? And she's like, honey, you are home. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm at my old home. I'd be singing Michelle the teddy bear song. I'd be singing her to sleep. And then we flash to the house of Danny and Joey making the best effort they can sans their lead singer. Basically, Simon and Theodore are trying to make up for the fact that Elvin has left the building. Or Elvis has left a building. That's the last load. I'm not carrying one more thing in this house. Jess, aren't you forgetting something? Bride, threshold. All right, hop on. Jess! Kidding, I'm kidding. A little newlywed humor. All right, and she's up. She's over. They kiss. And she's down. Started. Yeah. Let's talk about this new home of ours, shall we? Let's regroup here and take a look. Now, uh, no offense, but uh, I think the motif here is a little on the girly side, if you will. <laughs> well, I am a girl. Yes, and that's one of the main reasons I married you. Point is, a man lives here now. We've got to make it a little more manly, you know, like some manly naga hide over this, which will go quite nicely with my hubcap end tables right here. start redecorating or putting your stuff back into storage, why don't we just sit back and relax and pretend like we're already unpacked? Loving it. Loving it. Oh. Shell's pig. You know what I'd be doing right now if I was home? Honey, you are home. Right, I'm at my old home. I mean, the guys would be singing Michelle's sleep right now. I like how Becky makes a crack about, honey, before we think about, you know, redecorating or uh, putting your stuff back into storage, <laughs> I love that. But just when he starts singing the teddy bear song and he's kind of reminiscing about, because he doesn't really think of it until he sees Miss Chill's pig, which is also on the couch there. And she's just kind of, you know, patting his, his his chest, you know, trying to be supportive and everything like that. Like, I know that's hard for him, but she is just knowing, like, yeah, my husband is not having a good time with this. Granted, it's an adjustment. I mean, I'm sorry, Becky, I know that you're his wife, but unfortunately you're not going to make up for four years that he and Michelle have had a... Honestly, I well, if you think about it, Jesse has been with Michelle for over four years. He and Becky, even though now they're married, have been together in a relationship for probably, what, maybe a year and a half? Maybe a couple years tops? I'm not saying that because Becky's his wife and he's known Michelle longer that Becky's less important, but it's kind of hard to compete with that. From a routine that's been going strong for four years. And then it's like she expects him to like, you know, flip a switch and he's going to be all happy, happy, joy, joy. So now let's get to the house here. Like I said, Danny and Joey are doing their best. Sans uh, Jesse here. And Michelle is just... Uh, 
I miss Uncle Jesse. It was a nice try. I honestly don't see, I mean, why didn't you just have Jesse, like, make a type of, or, of them singing? Well, I don't even think they need to be on the track. I think it's just Uncle Jesse's voice that she wants. But just, they could, like, okay, honey, let's put the tape in that Uncle Jesse made for you and play it. So, and Danny's like, honey, I understand. I mean, we all miss Uncle Jesse, and it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to the fact that he's not living here. Like, the, I mean, sure, they're sad, but Michelle is taking it the hardest. And I, I mean, I like that Danny, he's doing his best to make what's not the greatest situation, you know, manageable for her. I'm going to play this clip. missing a third of our trio. I miss Uncle Jesse. Oh, I know, sweetie. We all miss Uncle Jesse. It's just going to take a little time to get used to him not living here. But you're going to see him first thing in the morning. So the sooner you fall asleep, the sooner Uncle Jesse will be here. Really? I'm getting very sleepy. So, Danny did say, you know, Michelle, Uncle Jesse's going to be here in the morning. And Joey adds, like, yeah, so you know, the sooner you go to sleep, the sooner Uncle Jesse will be here. And her eyes just light up and like, oh, I'm getting very sleepy. And they kiss her goodnight. And I love how she blows a kiss to the pink bunny picture. Like, goodnight, Uncle Jesse. Oh. Now we go across the hall to what is now DJ's room, and she is talking to Kimmy on the phone, like, oh my gosh, Kimmy, you'll never believe where I am on my side of the room. So she runs over to where Stephanie's bed was, like, guess where I am right now? I'm still on my side of the room. So she's just loving this extra space. I wonder what she'd put there. DJ's talking to Kimmy about all the free space she's got. Stephanie comes in with Mr. Bear and is just saying how lonely it is sleeping in Uncle Jesse's room because she's used to, you know, the last, what, 
four years, three years sleeping in the same room with DJ. So everyone, not just Jesse and Michelle, but everyone is making adjustments. DJ's fine with it, of course. She loves the extra space, but DJ's like, oh, it's lonely sleeping in Uncle Jesse's room. She's like, DJ, remind me again when you thought this was a good idea. And DJ, <laughs> she's so crafty. She says, well, we'll the, the further we are apart, the closer we'll be. I mean, we were together all the time sharing a room, but just you being across the hall from me makes me miss you that much more. And it, it'd be, it's just so good for us, for our relationship, basically. And DJ's like, all right, try it. And Stephanie, like, moves a little ways closer to the door. And DJ's like, oh, I'm missing you already. And Stephanie's like, oh, it must be working. And then she leaves the room. It's like, oh. I've, we've never been closer as she shuts the door. <laughs> um, I did look online. There is a, and the bear is referred to as Humphrey Beargard, vintage North American bear company, Full House Mr. Bear 1983. And the book, the book, the bear looks pretty much just like what Mr. Bear okay original 1983 Humphrey Bear Mr. Bear on Full House made famous as Stephanie's stuffed animal alright so it's on eBay granted guys all these are going to be pre-owned so if you got $40 and $23.15 for shipping this bear can be you and this one actually does have the hat and it's got the tag on it oh it's got more pictures <gasps> does Mr. Bear have that shirt it's some weird sh I don't know ah I, mm, I don't know I mean they're nice pictures and all but uh yeah a bunch of different ones to choose from. I mean, you guys know they're all going to be pre-owned, but all of them say Full House, Mr. Bear, Humphrey Beargard. So, it's there if, if you want it. You know, I'm just like, yeah, you guys, Full House, you could have made money making this a regular thing and putting it in. So, kind of like DJ's pillow person. You master, I mean, that was an actual thing. But I kind of wonder if you're like to retroly bring that back because, you know, with Full House and everything. Because we did see Mr. Bear at least once in Fuller House when Stephanie showed him to Max. I think those would sell as replicas. I really, really do. So now it's the first breakfast without Jesse. And apparently Danny is just as good a cook as Jesse is. We know that Joey is not. But um, Danny comes over with more pancakes. Who wants more pancakes? And they all raise their hands like, me, me, me. And he's like, oh, here you go. Puts it in the middle of the table. Michelle reaches forward and pulls it to herself. like, And she puts syrup on it. Then Joey, DJ, and Stephanie all look at her like, oh. It makes me think of the time in the episode where they tried to teach Michelle about sharing, which is in the episode Breaking Up is Hard to Do in 22 Minutes. We're all, like, taking one pancake and, like, 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 passing it around. They're not, like, taking bits and pieces and talking about sharing that way, but it's just like, uh -huh. And she drowns these... One, two, three, four. 
five pancakes so everyone will get at least one. And she's like, thank you very much. And she looks around and says, you better make more. These people are hungry. And then, of course, at that moment, Jesse and Becky come through. And the pancakes are forgotten. They're drowned in syrup. They're probably getting soggy. And it's like, Michelle, you just wasted a bunch of pancakes. Uh, and Jesse is just as happy to see Michelle. She's like, Uncle Jesse! He's like, my family! As he hugs them. <laughs> of course, Joey's like, oh my gosh, you guys missed the cutest thing. Danny asked if anyone wanted more pancakes, and Michelle, like, took the whole plate and looked at us and said, you better make more, these people are hungry. It was the, and Michelle's like, it was funny, Uncle Jesse. And Jesse's like, Danny, why don't you tape these things? <laughs> and Danny's like, fine, I'll, I'll quit my job, and, and I'll just stay home and tape there every waking moment. I'm like, Jesse, you still have 80 hours worth of 10 videotapes of home movies from the two weeks that you were in Bora Bora to get, of, you know, the Tanner family to get through. Have you watched any of those tapes yet? Probably not. I thought the girls' plates were empty. Now they each have a pancake. Okay, they must have taken a pancake because it had five pancakes on that one plate. Now there's like three. DJ, of course, is like, isn't this great? The whole family's back together. Of course, Danny uses this as a excuse to help Stephanie with her fractions. Okay, everybody. Who wants more pancakes? <laughs>
can't sleep at home tonight. You know, I, I completely forgot the exterminator is, is coming over to spray for termites. I, I set it up weeks ago. Danny, is it okay if we sleep in the attic tonight? Sure, no problem. All right, we're spending the night. You hear that, buddy? We can have a pajama party. Great. Should I wear my ninjas or my California raisins? So, Stephanie figures out the fractions, the seven-sevenths and two-sevenths and five-sevenths or whatever the heck. And <laughs> I like how Danny is using Jesse and Becky as a visual aid. Like, right now, they don't live here anymore. And Jesse's like, but I'm still part of the family, right? And Danny's like, yes, you are, but right now you're a visual aid. So, Michelle, or Michelle... Yeah, because Michelle's doing fractions at age four. Um, <laughs> no, Stephanie's like, wow, I got to get to school. I'm still hot. Sorry, but the last thing I want to think about when I get up in the morning is school. If I know I got to be there, I definitely don't want to start school at the breakfast table. I don't. It's like, unless you're doing homework, leave school at school. Like, I'm there eight hours a day, five days a week. You really think I want to, and then I end up having to spend how many hours doing homework. Any time out of that is my me time. So please, not early in the morning, don't, don't want to know about the fractions. Thank you. So DJ, of course, is like, you know, now that Stephanie's out of my room, I find her so adorable. <laughs> Danny brings Michelle's lunch. She's like, all right, sweetie, let's get you ready to school. She is not even looking at Danny. She's not even responding. She has got eyes only for Uncle Jesse. And she's like, Uncle Jesse, can you sing me the teddy bear song tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he turns to Becky, like, honey, is that all right? We can just eat here, and then I can, like, put her to bed. And, of course, Becky could tell, like, as soon as Jesse walked in the door and is hugging his nieces, like, this is where Jesse needs to be. He's not going to be happy just living with me in that apartment. So she concocts this whole thing, which we'll learn later. There was nothing about uh, termites. He's like, oh, I forgot. We can't save the apartment. The exterminator's spraying for termites. And she asked Daniel, like, hey, can we sleep in the attic tonight? And Jesse is, like, so overjoyed. Like, hey, buddy, guess what? We get to have a sleepover. And Michelle's like, yay, we can have a pajama party. And I love Joey. Like, oh, should I wear my uh, turtles or uh, California raisins? Because we know that Joey has a, t a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Donatello uh, pajama set. I'd wear that. I'd want to be Raphael, though, because I like red. I still remember when I was like eight years old or nine years old trying to make a pair of nunchucks out of baler twine and some like sticks. <laughs> Didn't last very long. All right, so Jesse and Becky are upstairs in the attic on twin beds. Push them together, guys. Just push them together. Oh, I see the permateef. Um, poster board thing in the background. Oh, there's a poster of a tiger. I like that. Of course, Jesse's like, oh, gee, twin cots. I hope Wally and the babe don't come up and disturb us. So Becky's like, Ward, and he's like, yes, June. And she's like, I have a confession to make. We don't have termites. He's like, dang it, is it silverfish? I hate that. And she's like, no, no, it's not that either. She tells him that she made it up because she felt that he could use a little family reunion. And Jesse's like, oh, jeez, was I that obvious? 
And she's like, Jess, you slept with Michelle's pig. So he kisses her like, honey, that was very sweet of you. But come on, let's go home. We don't want to stay in this attic, do we? And this is when Becky goes into the benefits of if they were to just turn that attic into an apartment. She says it's cozy and it's private and third. What do you? She say thirteen hundred square feet, fully insulated, complete plumbing hookups for a bathroom. This is an attic. An attic. I remember watching um season five of Fuller House and we all saw like uh Max and Jackson and Ramona going through stuff and everyone's like, well, wait a minute. What happened? Because later on in season one of Fuller House, it turned into Kimmy and Ramona. Well, Kimmy's place. So my guess is that the attic has got to be in between. It's got to be. It's got to be like in between. Um, or it could be the very. Maybe it's just, it might be just above this, uh, Jesse and Becky's place slash Kimmy's place. I'm kind of guessing. So she says, this is ideal for a newlywed couple trying to save up to buy their first home. Because we know that they do live in it for at least four years. I don't know what proximity of time between 95 and 2016 when they did eventually move out. You know they did sometime around that time. Maybe they waited until Michelle was like in college and off to New York or something. Like, you know, Becky, we don't need to stay here anymore. Nikki and Alex are like in high school now. They're getting too, we're all kind of getting cramped up here. There's not a lot of space anymore because the kids are huge. So, and hey, you know by that time that DJ and Stephanie, I mean, if Michelle's already going to college and uh, DJ and Stephanie have done their own, so it's like, what's the point, right? And Jesse's like, all right, honey, what are you getting at? And she's like, well, you know, I talked to Danny and he thinks this is a great idea, us living here. And so do I. And Jesse is just, at first he kind of is like, he balks at the idea. Like, no, honey, this is, I mean, this is nuts. I mean, we're husband and wife. We should have a place of our own. And Becky's like, well, we'll make this place our own. We can make this place our own. Jesse, this is a sweet moment. He's like, I could never ask you to make that kind of sacrifice because I miss my family. And Becky... She's like, well, they're my family too now. See, Jesse, you gotta remember, it's like, when you marry Becky, she married into the Tanner family. Aww, she's like, they're my family too, and I love them. Aww. And she's like, admit it, you like this idea. Come on. And he's like, well, I mean, there'd be nothing to make me happier than moving back in with my family, but are you sure about this? She's like, I insist. Oh, I just, oh! And he's like, all right, as a favor to you, I'll move back in. <laughs> Aww. So Becky shouts, hey, everybody, get in here. He went for it. So everyone was in on it. And I just think this is good because if you think about it, let's just say, like, this never took place as far as them being in that attic. And instead, they just stayed at Becky's. And Jesse just came over, like, every other day or whatever. Do you think that would have messed with the dynamic of the show just a little bit? 
Like, because Jesse's not actually living in the house, and now the house is not as full as it once was. I don't know. Twin cots. Gee, I hope Wally and the Beeb don't come up and disturb us. Ward? Yes, June? I have a confession. We don't have termites. Don't tell me it's silverfish. I hate silverfish. No, sweetheart, there aren't any insects in our apartment. I made it up because I, I just thought you could use a little family reunion. Was I that obvious? Jess, you slept with Michelle's pig. Oh, this is very sweet of you. Come on, let's go home. We don't want to sleep in this attic, do we? Well, it's kind of nice, like our own apartment, you know? It's cozy and private, 1,300 square feet, fully insulated with complete plumbing hookups for a full bathroom. Ideal for a young newlywed couple saving to buy their first home. What are you getting at? Well, I talked to Danny about us living up here, and he thinks it's a great idea, and so do I. Oh, but, oh this is nuts. I mean, we're, we're a married couple. We're man and wife. We should have a place of our own. We could make this place our own. Well, look, I can never ask you to make that kind of sacrifice just because I miss my family. Yeah, but they're my family, too, and I love them. And I love you. Now, admit it. You like this idea, don't you? Well, there's, there's nothing in the world that would make me happier than moving back in with my family, but... Are you sure about this? I insist. Okay. As a favor to you, we'll move back in. <laughs> jump on Jesse's cot. Michelle's like, it's a pajama party! She jumps into Jesse's lap, and Jesse is just, he is so happy. He is just gleaming. His face is, he's grinning from ear to ear. Thank, thank you all so much. And Dean's like, Jess, it's great to have you back. Of course, Jesse's like, well, Joey, are all our equipment's up here? What are we gonna do with it all? So, Joey's got a simple solution. Like, all right, you guys move into the attic. I move into your room. Studio moves down to the basement. Joey's old room. And 
Stephanie moves back in with DJ. And I love Stephanie saying, honey, I'm home. And of course, DJ saying, <laughs> but you know, if it helps, you know, the Uncle Jesse moving back in, then it's worth it. Like, yes. That's kind of funny. DJ only got to have her room for herself for one day. <laughs> Granted, later on, she will eventually get her own room, which does make sense. I love what Jesse says here. It's like, they say you can't have it all, but I feel like I do. He's like, points to Becky. He's like, I got the most beautiful wife in the world. Greatest family. Really cool hair. Awesome bike. And Danny's like, okay, I think we get it. Oh, he's like, great bike, shiny bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're rambling. <laughs> and he's like, all right, Jess, we get the picture. Speaking of picture, Michelle, you want to do the honors? And she takes the framed pink bunny picture, puts it on a nail that's on the wall or what would be a doorway or something. And she turns and says, Uncle Jesse, welcome home. She jumps back into his lap and she's like, hit it, boys. And of course... Everyone starts singing the teddy bear song. Jesse, Joey, Danny, Becky, and DJ, and Stephanie. And that's how the episode ends. Aww. So it's back to being a full house. This was such a sweet episode. And granted, in real life, if you have a family member that lives with you and they move out, odds are they might not be moving back again. You know, it wouldn't happen like this. But it's just, it's... It's sweet, and we knew that in order for this, you know, family and the show to stay together, that Jesse and Becky would have to move in the, into the house. It just wouldn't work without Uncle Jesse. You'd feel like you'd be missing a piece of yourself, and, and in a way. And, the, and it, like I said, this didn't just affect Michelle. It also affected Jesse as well. I mean, like I said, DJ and Stephanie really... I mean, they were bummed out, and the same with, you know, Danny and Joey, but <coughs> Jesse and Michelle were the ones that were really deeply affected, as in it disrupted their day-to-day -day routine, and Jesse, of course, I mean, I'm sure Becky's like, gosh, I haven't seen him smile like that since we left for our, our honeymoon, or, like, at all. I mean, you know he wasn't happy. He was just... Eh. But yeah, so life lesson is just, you know, it's going to be hard whether it's a situation where you have a family member that you know that's, you know, what it could be uh, a cousin. It could be a, a sibling. Like, when your siblings go off to college, especially if they go out of state to college, or a family member moves out of state, or a friend, it's hard. It's an adjustment. But nowadays, it's like we have so many means of communication, you know, FaceTime, Skype, stuff like that. I know it's not the same as being in the same room together, but, you know, it sucks as sometimes moving is, is the way of life. Not everyone's always going to be able to stay together and live together. So just keep the channels of communication open. Um, I'd have to say there was nobody who was the worst in this episode. Uh, relatable. I guess maybe with... Because I always had my own room growing up. And the only time I ever shared a room was for like a year. Maybe a year and a half when I lived with uh, my aunt and uncle. I had to share a room with my cousin. And that was just absolutely horrid. 
Um, other than that, I pretty much had my own room. Um, when my sister moved out, I ended up moving into her room. My old bedroom became like a spare bedroom. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's see. Um, who had the best... I gotta admit, I really was not a fan of Jessie's, like, denim shirt with, like, some leather patches on the shoulders or whatever that was supposed to be. It's like... I didn't like that. Definitely would be worst. As far as best, oh, gosh, um, Jesse's shirt in the beginning when they get back from the honeymoon, that blue and black pattern thing was pretty cool. All right, the next episode up next week in the Jesse and Becky a love story series is gonna be. Season 4, episode 26, entitled Rock the Cradle, which aired on May 3rd, 1991. This would have been season 4's season finale. In this episode, Becky discovers that she is pregnant, but has trouble breaking the news to Jesse. Alright. Once again, I just ask that you, you listeners, if you like the podcast, just go on iTunes, go on Apple Podcasts. And leave a five-star review at the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast. Use emojis to describe your favorite characters and your favorite episodes. Or not, if you don't want to do that, just show this show some love and support. And, you know, we'll get it out there. And hopefully it'll be one of the popular Full House podcasts out there. So, all right, everybody. I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.